Welcome to Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders by Bright Mind Consulting Group. We give you the necessary tools to help you become the architect of not just your business, but your life too. I'm your host, Javon Wooden. Hey, hey, TJ, what's going on, man? Good to have you on. Oh, man, it's a pleasure to be here, Javon. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, man. You are an adventurous entrepreneur. We'll get into that a little bit, what that means. You married your high school sweetheart, so we got a good episode coming on today. Oh, man, excited to dive in. Let's do it. All right, perfect. So tell the audience who TJ Murphy is. Oh, man, who is TJ Murphy? So I live by this motto that my wife and I came up with actually together back when we were first traveling together, which is that life is meant for exploring. So I grew up in small town here in Oregon. My dad was a forestry guy. So we spent a lot of time just out exploring the Pacific Northwest together as a family, camping, going on road trips. And this really just kind of instilled this sense and desire to explore and see the world. So whether I'm in business and exploring new things, learning new skills or or out traveling and just exploring with friends, family, my wife. That's what I love the most and really what I try to bring into all elements of my life. Outside of that, you know, I'm the owner of Height Digital. We're a creative and marketing agency, which I'm sure we'll dive into, can talk more about that. But yeah. Absolutely, man. Love that. You know, the adventurous entrepreneur and just getting out there and really enjoying life. We definitely got to hit on some of that, man. You know, first question is, how do you balance all of that? How do you balance life and business as it stands? Yeah, it's a great question, man. So when it comes to balancing life and business, I think the biggest thing for me is that I need to make sure that I'm not bringing my leftovers to my wife, to my family when it comes to my time and energy. Actually, one of my mentors said this the other day, and it it really struck home with me because I think so many people get caught up in grinding it out, the hustle culture, you know, working on their business night and day only to come home and not have anything left in the tank to give to their loved ones. And for me, living a well-balanced life is doing the things that bring me the most joy with the people that I care about most. So having some strict rules in my schedule, like five o'clock every day, I'm going to stop work. Even if I've got more to come back to later, going to stop, take a break, go have dinner with my wife, go paddleboarding. If it's the summertime, we're usually out and about in the late afternoon, you know, doing something fun with friends, having a picnic, going, grabbing beers at one of the breweries here in Bend, doing something to have intentional time either together or with our loved ones. And, you know, if I've got to come back and put some work in for a big project, a big deadline that we need to meet, so be it. But got to make sure that I have that intentional time to do what I love to do. And, you know, outside of that, it's really just making sure that I have control over my schedule and not let everybody else kind of bring in what's important to them. So I'm very protective over my time and what gets put on my calendar. And as a result of that, I can be very intentional about balancing and making sure that I'm doing the things that I want to be doing. Yeah, I love that, man. That's actually one of the first things I ever created when I started my business was my own your time checklist. Because if you don't manage your time and you're not intentional with that time, someone or something else will own it for you. So I love to see that when a leader says, hey, I'm making sure that my calendar has what I want on it and shows that this thing is important to me. So you place, you know, your priorities on there and then everything else is built around that. Man, I think that's very important. 
So what are some tips and tricks you use to manage your time? Man, I mean, I will say I'm a work in progress, like always figuring this part out because, man, it's a busy world out there. But getting better at like actually blocking out my calendar and using it to not just have my meetings, but I'm going to be working on some prospecting or lead generation during this block of time. I'm on client follow-up and, you know, or having a meeting with my team, working on leveling up their skills during this time on a Tuesday, making sure that we've really got it all blocked out and that I'm also tracking everything in Asana. I use Asana for project management. So being able to see where projects are at, what's getting done by my team, also what's being assigned to myself and and what do I need to be held accountable for. I think accountability is a big piece. It goes both ways, both as the leader, but also you know, amongst my team needing to make sure that when we set goals, when I say I'm going to do something, empowering my team to say, hey, if I don't do that, you need to let me know. And having those systems built in and open line of communication and trust. So, so people feel comfortable with bringing things forward that way. Yeah, I agree. How many people do you have on your team typically at a, any, any given time? So we've kind of got a unique model within Height Digital. So we're a digital marketing franchise. So we have 29 locations around the US. We've got a team of about 200 people that support the entire franchise. And then within each franchise, which is independently owned and operated. So I own Height Digital Bend here in Central Oregon. I have my own small team of three people who are account managers, making sure that you know we're building great relationships with our clients, some sales positions, and then you know, myself kind of orchestrating, leading the ship. I love it, man. What's some leadership principles that you just hold fast and near and dear to your heart? I mean, communication is key. And I think really getting down to what is it that your people, the people on your team, what motivates them? Like what's their drive? So whenever I bring someone new on, I want to get to understand their personal and professional goals. Like everything from, hey, how much money do you want to be making in six months, two years, five years to like, what are your personal goals? Do you want to be able to you know, have more flexibility in your day and work later in the night if you can go and, you know, do some stuff during normal nine to five hours. What are you trying to, you know, work on both within your personal and professional skills? Are you trying to run a marathon, which I just did this past weekend? Are you trying to become a director level? Are you trying to start your own business someday? Really getting a clear picture of where they are now and where they want to go. That way I can make sure that our mission, our vision, our goals within the company are going to be in alignment with where they want to go. And that with the goals that they have, those things that they're trying to achieve can be built into their hierarchy and how they can continue to grow and and get promoted within the company. Now, I think that's very important. You hit on some things that I feel like are really you know, left out these days when it comes to being a leader, like really understanding your people and knowing your people, not just from a professional standpoint, but also that personal standpoint. I feel like that is really the only way you can truly lead some folks effectively is if you know what drives them, you know, what are they looking to accomplish? How does it tie into the values and the culture of your company? So that's awesome, man, that you're doing it. Do you have specific ways that you really learn that stuff about them? Man, it's just conversation. Like in the beginning, whether that's before the interview or kind of during the initial onboarding, like just having that blueprint, like 
here are the things that we're hoping to accomplish within this role and within our organization. But then let's map out like, what are your goals, both personally and then within this role and putting that down on paper that way, when we do have like a quarterly check in or, or an annual review, we're going to revisit that stuff. What did we accomplish? What's changed? Have your goals changed in your life? Has your you know trajectory or what you're enjoying in this role changed? That way, you know, we can adapt things over time. And then, yeah, we have weekly meetings. I, I try to meet with my entire team on a couple times throughout the week. And I think there's different forms of leadership. Some people don't want to be friends with, with everyone on their team. I'm very much the opposite. I want to have close connections with the people on my team and enjoy working with them. So, man, for the first like 15 minutes of any call, we're just shooting it. We're, we're catching up, talking about what's going on in life, talking about what's going on within our families. I think that's really critical because that allows me as a leader to know, okay, there's going to be some struggles. Like you're going through a hard time, a relative is sick or, you know, your dog just passed away, whatever the case may be. I need to be able to understand and have empathy for what's going on and, and make adjustments accordingly based on you know everything that life throws at us. For sure. Knowing their baselines, knowing what's going on is uh, very key. And then you can serve with empathy from that perspective, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah, man. So what got you into wanting to be an entrepreneur in the first place? Yeah. So it's funny. I actually got an entrepreneurship degree from the University of Oregon. But when I graduated, I had no plans of starting a business. I moved down to the Bay Area. Allie, my wife now, girlfriend at the time, was one term ahead of me. So she moved down to Berkeley, California and got her first job out of college. So when I graduated, I said, well, follow her down there and we're going to start our life together. Gonna move in for the first time, have our first apartment. I'll figure it out. And at that time, I thought I was going to be a marketing consultant working for a big marketing consulting firm in the city and quickly realized that with a college degree, no real meaningful you know, experience as a marketing consultant, none of those firms were going to hire me. So I had to re reevaluate, pivot a little bit ended up in a role where I was working with primarily small businesses. So we were, I was working as a marketing manager for a commercial property management company at a outdoor shopping center. So there was big box stores, but mostly mom and pop local businesses. And they would all come to me with their questions about social media and SEO and how to market and grow their businesses online. So that was kind of my crash course in marketing and everything that I do now. But it wasn't until Allie and I kind of got fed up and realized, A, we don't love living in the big city. We thrive outdoors. We love kind of living in smaller communities where we have easy access to go skiing and mountain biking and all the hobbies and things that we like to do. But also we're getting pretty burned out on the corporate nine to five trajectory we were on. So we made a commitment and decided that we were going to save up and quit those jobs we ultimately sold off most of our belongings and bought one-way tickets to Southeast Asia and set off on what ended up being a 14-month adventure, living out of backpacks, traveling all through Asia together. And during that time, I was meeting all of these adventurous entrepreneurs, digital nomads, people that were starting and scaling businesses, traveling the world, living in exotic places. And I admired it, man. I admired the freedom. And so I started meeting with these people over coffee, over beers. I'd be asking questions on how they started their business, what they were doing, how they were able to travel and live independently and have all this freedom. And I 
realized, man, what better time than now to start something? I kind of have this fail safe runway of time where we're going to be traveling for the next year or so, and I can start something up. And if it succeeds, great. I'm going to go all in when we get back home. And if not, I'll learn a lot along the way. So ultimately, that's what I did. I started my first marketing agency, picked up my first few clients while we were overseas, which was great. Helped us travel longer. And then when we came home, I went all in and grew it to what it is today. And you know, ultimately merged with Height Digital about a year and a half ago, took that agency that I started and all of our clients and partnered up with Height. That's pretty awesome, man. Like you got to travel, you got to live the digital nomad life. And it's just funny how serendipity takes place. Now, I mentioned earlier that you say you're an adventurous entrepreneur, right? What is that? Clearly we see some of it, but what is it? And then how do you do it? Yeah, man. I So the way I define it, man, life is an adventure, but business is also an adventure. There's wrong turns, there's lessons learned, there's people that guide and lend a hand along the way and ultimately, you know, help us reach our goal along the hero's journey. So when I say adventurous entrepreneur, you know, for me, it can mean adventurous in the sense of, hey, I have this business, but that's what fuels all of my other passions in life and the adventures that I love to go on. But it's also, man, just business itself is an adventure. And for those brave enough to set down that journey, there's amazing rewards, but there's hard times along the way. So through my podcast called Adventurous Entrepreneurs, we try to tease out those lessons, talk through things that did get in our way, how we overcame them, and give those lessons to people that are either just getting started or like myself, are just eager to learn and continue to grow along their journey. Absolutely. What's some of those lessons you give on the Adventurous Entrepreneur podcast? I know you have a lot of them. Yeah, man. One lesson for me was just finding your tribe. It's something that I struggled with early on. I, I tried to do everything on my own and my ego was my biggest enemy. I thought I could do it. And ultimately that just led me to working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks, getting close to burning out and just folding the cards and, and going back to you know a nine to five role. And it wasn't until I started finding mentors, I had hired coaches, and I found my tribe ultimately now with my community at High Digital that allowed me to make leaps and bounds instead of the baby steps. And I mean, I was growing, I was doing okay, I was making good money, but the cost was the freedom that I had set out to create for myself in the first place. And it wasn't until I started surrounding myself with people that had a common vision, had common goals, were pushing the needle in their businesses and their lives, and were really grounded in family and faith and you know all of the things that, that I hold dear to my life, that things just started to click. I was able to delegate more, remove myself as the bottleneck in my business, and ultimately continue to grow at a much faster pace than I would have otherwise. So finding your tribe, finding mentorship hiring coaches and not thinking that you can figure it out on your own, which of course you can. There's the information's out there. You will be able to do that. But if you can learn from others' mistakes, you're going to be able to jump far ahead and, and accelerate your pace and, and ultimately reach your goals and, and create more freedom in your life. Yeah, absolutely, man. That investment in time and resources that help you grow and scale a lot faster and you know just expedite the success is very important. So clearly you have that abundance mindset where you aren't afraid to make those investments 
that you needed to make and you weren't afraid to kind of fail a little bit just in case, you know, you had that focus, you knew what you wanted to do, you knew the life you wanted and you did everything you could create, man. So kudos to you on that one. I appreciate it, man. It wasn't easy. I had to fail a lot along the way, for sure. For sure. And it sounds like you have, you know, the perfect partner to do this in your wife. And, you know, that's one of the things that's so cool. It's one of the things that really attracted me to you is you married your high school sweetheart. You know, how do you continue to maintain a strong relationship through all the ebbs and flows of business? Yeah. And I was very fortunate to meet my best friend and fall in love with her at a young age. And that balance of being able to grow a business. She's, you know, a leader in in her world as well. She's got an amazing career. She's busy. She's grinding. She's doing a lot of things. So between both of our busy schedules and also working from home most of the time, there's definitely a balancing act that needs to be made. So like I said earlier, kind of stopping work at five and having some rules around creating that intentional time together. We always take an afternoon walk kind of right around this time, we'll break for the day. We've got a beautiful, you know, kind of 200 acre field out behind us. So we'll go out and stroll around together. Try not to talk about work. We still end up talking about work. Try to unplug from work for at least, you know, 15, 20 minutes and just have that time together. We always have a weekly date night. Tonight is date night. Wednesdays, we're going to go to a park here in Bend. We just discovered we'd never been to probably go grab dinner and you know, again, just like separating the work from the intentional time, like trying not to talk about work, let the day's struggles and accomplishments, we'll celebrate those, of course, but let's leave that behind and and just talk about life and talk about our goals and, and what we're doing. So those are important for sure. And just making sure that you've got enough in the tank. Like I said, we don't want to be giving our leftovers to the people we care about. So having those rules and structure around saving up that energy and, you know, also just creating more time to like go on trips. You know, we take big trips together every year, but those are things that we've got to block out. You know, hey, in November, we're going to have these three weeks and maybe we don't know where we're going yet, but let's block it off now so that there's no issue and there's no conflict. No one else is going to dictate that time that we're going to spend together. Those are big. That's huge, man. And you know, if you go check his Instagram out, man, you see some amazing photos with him and his wife, man. Go go check it out. I'm telling you, a bunch of beautiful photos of beautiful destinations. So how many places have y'all been so far? Oh, man. So I, Allie and I together probably been to around 20 countries, but she grew up, her parents were expats. She was born in London. She traveled all around the world when she was very young, grew up in Mexico City, all through elementary school until she moved back to the States with her parents. So she's probably been to 30 plus countries and, you know, we're just getting started. Our goal is to every year have an international trip. And we've started doing this fun thing where based on the year that we're in every year, we go to a new country that corresponds with the letter of the alphabet. So year one, A, year two, B, C, D, and so on. So trying to go to places we want to go, but also kind of creating some spontaneity, some some sense of unknown, that adventure in going somewhere that maybe we never would think to go otherwise. But hey, it's D year. So we got to go to the Dominican Republic or Denmark. I don't know. And that's been fun so far. We've only been married for this is, uh, this is our fourth year. So we've got a lot of letters left, but it's been fun. I think we're going to keep that one up. No, I love that. 
I might take that with my lady and I, man. We just go and uh, start implementing, start at A this year, and then we'll see where we end up, right? That's pretty cool. That's a great idea. Do you guys have one of those those maps that you can scratch off on the destinations you've been to? You know it, man. You know it. Yeah, I already know <laughs> But yeah, that was actually, that was a Christmas gift to, to Ali this last Christmas, so. That's pretty cool, man. I love the energy in the relationship. You know, hopefully I can meet Ali one day and meet you in person. That would be awesome, man. Come out here to Penn and come on some adventures together. Absolutely. I need to get out there. I love the outdoors myself. Go hiking. You know, I haven't been skiing yet, so maybe you guys can show me how to do that without hurting myself. Yeah, we've got got a beautiful mountain, world-class skiing and snowboarding out here at Mount Bachelor. So good place to learn. Awesome, man. So what's some of the challenges you faced along your entrepreneurial journey? I know you said you got a degree in entrepreneurship. You didn't really think you were going to be an entrepreneur, which I got a question about that too. But, you know, what's some challenges you faced along the journey, even before, you know, merging with the Hype Digital? Yeah, man, I think I've touched on a few of the big ones. I mean, the challenge of just going it alone, not finding my tribe, but learning how to delegate now that I have a team around me. And it's not something that was natural to me at all. Maybe a little bit too much of a perfectionist when it comes to certain things, but I'm learning that you should never let good or perfect get in the way of good because yeah, maybe nobody can do it quite as good as you and you're going to have an eye for certain things. But if you're always doing everything, you're just going to burn out and you're not going to empower your team. You're not going to grow both revenue-wise, but also just as a person, man. It's a skill set to be able to train and create accountability and empower others to be proactive and to accomplish things. And there's no better feeling than when you've done that well and things are getting done and you didn't even have to know about it. It just happened. You see, you get the email from the client like, oh, this was amazing. I'm like, oh yeah, that was amazing. Just, just building that trust. And again, going back to, I want to have a very close relationship with the people on my team. And we want to be built around, maybe not friendship per se, but like we like and know what's going on in each other's lives. And being able to have that level of trust just allows me to create more accountability and to know how to communicate effectively with them. But that was something that I had to learn through mentorship, through coaching, through YouTube through finding the answers to the things that I didn't know how to do naturally on my own. Absolutely. So and you mentioned coaching. What drove you to coach? Because a lot of people, I don't think they really truly understand the power of coaching. So what did coaching do for you? Well, let's see. Before I hired a coach, I, like I said, was working 60, 70 hour weeks. My business was a fraction of what it is today. And I had no systems. I had no processes. It was all just up here in my brain and I was winging it. And that is not sustainable. That is not going to get you to the next level. And ultimately, it would have just led me to to burning out at the end of the day. So when I hired a coach, it was specifically, my first coach anyway, specifically around growing a marketing agency. So it, it helped me take everything that was kind of going on in my head, all the things that I just knew how to do from repetition and turn that into processes that people could then replicate and do for me. And it also just allowed me to learn how to be better at sales, how to communicate better, how to delegate more effectively, 
also on the mindset side of things, how to get more in touch with my spiritual side and how to have a growth mindset and get away from comparing myself to others and trying to play other people's games and just, you know, riding that imposter syndrome wave, which can be brutal, especially when you're plugged in in the world that I'm in with social media. Like if I wasn't a marketing agency, I probably wouldn't have social media because I hate it does to you know my brain. You got business like media, man. You know, you do it for business, right? <laughs> yeah, I do it for business. But even so, it's like, you know, I surround myself in social media with peers, people that are running successful agencies, growing successful businesses, and they're all, you know, in whatever chapter of their life that they're in, I'm in my chapter. So I've just learned through coaching to focus and play my own game. Because if you try to play someone else's game, chances are you're going to (laughs) lose. You don't know how to play that game and you got to learn how to create your own space and be effective in your own world. So absolutely, man. That's a powerful reminder. You know, your race is not everyone else's race and vice versa. So thank you for that reminder and letting us remember that. So we're going to shift a little bit. First, before we shift, you know, what made you want to merge with Height Digital? That's a great question. So funny enough, through that first coaching program, which I've had other coaches since then, but I met one of my mentors, Brad Akers. He was one of the early franchisees at Height. So I kind of followed his journey through social media, through our coaching calls. And yeah, one day he was like, man, I think you should come check this out. Like you're at a point now where the systems and all of the you know benefits of being a part of hype from the business side made sense for scalability, but also just the culture and the family around a company I'd kind of been watching is like, man, it looks like a cult a little bit, but it's just because all these people are so cool. They're all so grounded in providing an amazing service, being of service to their community, their family, their faith. Like it just, it all it looked too good to be true, but turns out it wasn't too good to be true. So I met with JC, the founder, spent a long time just kind of meeting with other franchisees, getting to know the team. And, you know, it ultimately, it made sense just from a scalability standpoint. And also going back to your tribe, man, I wanted to surround myself with the people that were in the organization. And it's only helped me grow personally and professionally with leaps and bounds ever since. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you for sharing that. I always wonder like, you know, what causes entrepreneurs and leaders to kind of pivot and do these partnerships and joint ventures. So I appreciate you giving us that insight to the mind. So we're going to shift to our by design segment where I ask every guest the same three questions. You ready, TJ? Let's do it. All right. So first question, what has been the hardest part about designing a life and business you don't need a vacation from? Man, there's so much I could say there, but I think the hardest part is because I have a remote business, because my laptop allows me to serve and to grow and to communicate with my team, no matter where I am, that can be hard when it comes to taking a vacation and turning off work. And for me, that's important. I need to be able to have that time carved out, like I said before, where Set everything up. My team knows what needs to get done. I'm going to be gone. If there's a major emergency, call me, but otherwise I'm unplugging. And when you're a solopreneur and it's all on your shoulders, you really can't turn the the business off, man. Things happen, especially when you're dealing with clients who you're helping them with their marketing. There's always fires, web pages go down, ads get disapproved, something happens and somebody's got to fix it. So the hardest part for me was getting to the point where 
I was no longer the you know single point of solving those problems. And now, you know, if I am out MIA or on vacation, there are systems and protocols for other people to jump in, but that was hard to create. So love that. Yeah, that's something that ever evolving, right? Those SOPs and those systems and processes. Number two is what is the best lesson that you've learned from your entrepreneurial journey? You got to ask questions. You don't know what you don't know, even if you think you know. And it wasn't until, again, man, finding my tribe, seeking mentorship, hiring coaches, just getting comfortable asking people for advice. Like when you see someone that's successful or you see someone and you know they know how to do the thing and you're just too caught up in your own ego, too proud or too shy, too scared of rejection, whatever it might be to ask for help, that is just holding you down in such a big way. So the best lesson I learned was just to unapologetically ask for help. And when you do so, man, human nature, we love helping others. That is just encoded in our DNA. At least that's what I believe. So what I found is that when you ask, people will genuinely give you as much as they can within reason. I agree, man. I really believe that humans are inherently nice and helpful. So I love that ask questions. The third one is what are three tools or tips you would recommend outside of what you've given already when scaling your business? Tools wise, I mean, now I would say we all must become masters at utilizing AI tools to enhance productivity, to create competitive advantages and just stay ahead of the curve. I think the people that don't adapt these tools are going to get left behind. I know it's already moving at lightning pace in the marketing world. I mean, you can automate so much stuff now. So as a digital marketer, as a marketing agency owner, I know that if I'm not learning how to use these tools, I'm not teaching my team how to use these tools, our competitors are, and they're going to just continue to grow and get ahead of us. So whatever that is, every industry is probably going to have their own little niche tools. And just from a productivity standpoint, there's so many things out there beyond just chat GPT. So dig in, figure out what would be effective and learn how to use that stuff. That's one thing I would say. The other is just having a cloud-based something where your team, your clients can collaborate and you know share documents, share everything. For me, my business lives on Google Drive. That might not be the best place anymore, but it's so helpful to be able to have a place where everybody can find what they need without having to email you and get what they need. You don't want to be, again, that bottleneck where you're always having to grant access to things. So using LastPass or some kind of password management tool using Google Drive or Notion AI, there's tons of great collaboration tools out there, but finding something that allows you to eliminate all of the back and forth at the end of the day is huge. And then lastly, I would say, (laughs) kind of a strange one, but for service-based businesses, if you have a recurring service You need to create recurring payments. Don't be chasing invoices. Create automate there. That is the most painful thing when you got clients, they're not paying their bills and you're chasing that down and that hurts everything. That can really cripple a business. So create that in your agreements, automate that stuff, saves you time, creates cash flow, eliminates any problems there. That's a great one, man. I don't think that's strange at all because without the cash flow, 
you don't have a business. <laughs> so I think that last one is, man. yeah. You, you want to have predictability when it comes to that. 100%, man. So what's next for you and Hype Digital, TJ? Oh, man. We're just going to continue growing and serving the right people for us. We're not the best fit for everybody. And we want to make long-term partnerships with businesses that are you know, really built around empowering their team, creating opportunities within their organization for their team members. Because when you empower people, that trickles down into the communities that they serve. So for us, finding those types of partnerships and just continuing to grow and develop internally, empowering our people, that's what's on the horizon. And many trips ahead as well. Hey, I know you got almost the whole alphabet going, so I know you're going to be hitting some cool destinations. We might have to bring you back to talk about them when you hit about uh, L. <laughs> yeah, man. Sounds good. Yeah. About to. <laughs> all right, man. How can people connect with you? Yeah, all the socials. You can find me at I am TJ Murphy. Easy to find. Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn. Drop me a line. I would love to to connect and chat. And then also the Adventurous Entrepreneurs Podcast. Find it adventurousentrepreneurspodcast.com on all the major podcast streaming sites. We have some amazing conversations with some incredibly adventurous entrepreneurs. So check that out. Yes, sir. Make sure you check TJ out, connect with them, you know, leaders as you look to grow and scale your business and your life. Thanks again so much, TJ, for coming on the Design Your Life and Business podcast. Um, and I look forward to seeing what you have coming up. Keep us in there. Appreciate it, Javon. Thanks, man. Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders, is brought to you by Bright Mind Consulting Group. To find out more about Bright Mind Consulting Group and how you can become the best leader possible, visit brightmindconsultinggroup.com. Make sure you search for Design Your Life and Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Bright Mind Consulting Group, we cannot thank you enough for listening.